Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. 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 Back to black. Back that ass up. Back that ass up. My name is Yasmin and... My name is Alicia Pascual Peña. Alicia Sol Pascual Peña. Yes, and then usually you'll hear like, and I'm Josanna I'm, or... I'm Josie Tota. I'm Josie Tota. I'm Josie. That's usually the three things that you would hear, but unfortunately today you're going to be hearing... Hey, and you're, what's won- up? you're wondering who the fuck is that voice? Who the fuck is sitting in Josie's fucking seat? That's valid. That's fair. But for unforeseen circumstances, just filming, um, Fiona will be stepping in today. Hey. They are an icon. We wouldn't be able to do this show without them. So it is only appropriate that they get to hang out with us and chit chat and kiki with us on the show. So I'm excited. To have them here. Fee, how are you doing today? Oh my God, I'm good. Um, thanks, Josie, for being so booked and busy doing the acting thing. Yeah. And <laughs> letting me have a chance to come on. Um, just to let you guys know, I'm um, the associate producer on this show. So that's why I'm around. And I mean, I kiki with you guys just at the office. So excited yes. to do it on the mic. Yeah, but Gun to this Your Head is, is only right. Fa- gun to Your Head is this your favorite show and I am for gun control, but this I will have a gun right now. <laughs> um Is it your favorite show that you've worked on at Crooked Media? Oh, you can't ask yes, me. Yes, I can. It's my podcast. Yes, um, do not do this. This has been an extremely fulfilling, wonderful experience and I've learned so much. Um it is the most unique I don't know if I can say this, but I feel, like still it's, up. I feel like it's the most unique show at Crooked. And for that, it has been a beautiful, fascinating experience. It's the only Gen Z show at Crooked. Um, so for those reasons, I think it's the most unique show that I've worked on here. So camp. Ooh. So camp. So beautiful You know camp. what? Um, we receive that. That yeah. is a very good Yeah, I feel like... I, I can't pick favorites. That's I, rude. Also, Alicia, we, do you think you can pick favorites in life? I think you can. We talk about this all the time. You cannot pick favorites. That's not right. You cannot pick favorites like with your children and like friends. No, and it's not cool and it's not true, but it is inevitably honest. But you're like, yeah, we'll go not to be dramatic or to gossip, but who's your favorite? And she'll do it about everything. And I'm like, that's not okay. Also, wait, wait, I want want to ask Fia a question. Okay, go on. What do you think? What is. What is the rose and the thorn about working on our show? Like, what's oh my high gosh. Low? What's the high-low of the entirety of you're like, your experience working you're on like this show? You're like Alicia's fat ass, Yasmin's, <laughs> Yasmin's tits, and then Josie's personality and face. Yes. Um, I only objectify women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. One thing that I have to say first before we move on, though, is you forcing me to make a decision is hilarious because I am bi, I'm non-binary, I am polyamorous. <laughs> I can't that, 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 that. make decisions. You can't force me to make a and decision. And it's shocking that you're and not. And we just put you on the spot. Yeah, it's also <laughs> shocking that you're not a Gemini. <gasps> oh my gosh, I know. But I'm a Leo, be, so. Yeah, yeah, you are a Leo. Don't worry, there's fire within me. Um, But to answer your question, high, low, 
on this show. Um, the low, I'm going to answer that first, get that out of the Please. way. Um, you guys are actors, so your schedules are crazy. Um, yeah. That's that. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Um, the high is just being with you guys. I feel like every time you come into the studio and when you bring like a new friend, you revitalize the office. Like you bring such a sweet like joy about you. And everyone that I've met who's connected to you does the same thing. Like you guys have the sweetest little friend group. Um, so, yeah, the community that you carry with you, I think, is the high of the pod. But does the low override the high or the high is just so so fucking good i think i think we contain multitudes and we can carry multiple feelings at the same time shit basically they just said they were like y'all are fucking hard but you know (laughs) what but i love you you know what see i was gonna say you give media training royalty that was beautiful (laughs) one yeah and two no 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 but two two um Let's be honest, like with our community, with our family, we definitely have to be like your most chaotic show because I don't think people understand that like we are currently on three different time zones right now. Literally. And and I don't think that people understand how much of a task that is logistically making sure we're all in the same place and dealing with the adversity of how quickly things change for us. Because I think something that people don't know about acting, understandably, Mm -hmm. it's like on the production side is how – much agency as actors we don't always have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I think that that makes it super difficult to have any type of stability. And may I just say shout out to our producers and people behind the camera and audio and lighting and everything that goes into making this podcast. You guys go above and beyond producing a great show, but also working with us in our very unconventional lives. So you guys deserve the utmost amount of credit because, man, I can't imagine. I personally wouldn't want to like arrange a show with people who were actors and you guys do it swimmingly well and give us Ugh. grace. Well, so, I, I would have been shook if you wouldn't have said that low because I would have been like, babe, <laughs> yeah, you, you know that, that, yeah, you know I that been like, low so is being in different places. Well, I was just going to say, well, you'd be fucking lying to my face. And <laughs> no, for that, no. you're cut. So going, I think there's so many things that we need to talk about. Um, first things first with this week's episode. Um, Something tragic happened, and that is Coachella, and that is Frank Ocean's performance. The great tragedy. The of great Coachella. tragedy of Macbeth. No, Frank Ocean. Um, I think we can give credit where credit is due for all the amazing festivals. Like Rosalia's performance was on. I mean, I didn't go, but on fucking believable. I love her. Dominic Fike, Blackpink, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny posting on the screen like Bad Bunny can sing this, can sing as it was, but Harry could never sing any other fucking Bad Bunny <gasps> I know. song. And I was like, Metro Boomin, Metro Boomin, Future, Dolce Willow, Calvin Harris. Sorry, that. Kate Trinata. Kate Trinata. Like everyone just lineup. killed it, except the one who didn't kill it was Frank. He was um, an hour late. Um, he only was on stage for 30 minutes. Um, wow. And he was hiding behind something the entire time, and he barely said. Also, fun fact, may um, any listeners know, none of us have attended. We are simply like you, watching from the outside. I, I will be to- attending this weekend, though. So I'll— V, how do you feel about l- that? Um, I'm very excited, but it has been really crazy, like, seeing all this media attention come out. Um, I was just trying to pull up a— 
tweet that I saw that explained the whole Frank Ocean Coachella thing. Um, I saw that too. Yeah. So apparently he was supposed to have like an ice skating rink on stage. And then he decided the day of the show after like all of the manpower that went into building this ice rink um, and all of the training or all of the rehearsing that these ice skaters had to go through to like make the performance happen. um, He decided the day of his performance that he didn't want the ice rink anymore. And I think it was pretty clear that if he didn't get what he wanted, he wouldn't perform. Wouldn't go on. Yeah. So um, that's that's really Call it what it is. You're being a fucking diva. He's being a diva. No, I I think you can call it what it is. And I'm sorry to say that. You can be very, you both can exist at the same time where you, he is so talented. And his music, like Channel Orange is, I mean, blonde. Look, some of the best records to ever be put out in history. I think I can positively say that. But also. I agree with you. And. Say it. Say it, Alicia. Say it. No, I don't think you guys are going to like what I'm going to say. That's okay. Oh. I'm a Frank apologist. <gasps> Jesus suffering. Okay. Alicia. Ah! Well, do, not use, do not use their name in vain. Okay, hear... but talk your shit then. If you're going to say yeah. something, back it up. Listen, always, always. I stand ten toes. Um, I think that our man is grieving. I, yeah, yeah. I think that there are a lot of factors. And honestly, I don't know if this is um if this is a sign of my mental health um or how insane I am, but I would have been happy to just hear him sing three songs. Totally. Like if I would have heard Knights and Godspeed, I would have been good. What I do want to account for is that it is ridiculous that people to go to Coachella, the festival, spend thousands of dollars. I personally have a friend who waited there all day, standing in the exact People same were standing yeah. t- from 8 a.m. that day. Literally. Because of how much she wanted to enjoy their performance and then for them to come out and not even come, like, downstage and really interact with the crowd and to lip sync half the songs. Yeah. And then to be pulled off. I will say it is interesting that I think I read that Coachella is doing something we've never done in history and not, like, promoting or not tagging him and not really posting about mm. Frank performance because of how disappointed they are yeah. because the live stream didn't happen because of all the changes and him coming out late which the live stream was promised to people so now it looks bad on Coachella so it is like you know on a larger scale like we shouldn't be rewarding unprofessionalism or someone not taking into consideration the sacrifices that people made to be there but I also like I don't know because I do respect that Frank hasn't put out music and and takes takes like agency and understands, like, he has autonomy as an artist. That I respect. But it's also, on the other hand, I do have a lot of respect for people that are like, then why'd you say yes? Because he was supposed to last year. Why did you headline? He was supposed to last year. People came to Coachella literally just for him. Yeah, this has been teased for years. He was supposed to come last year. And before that, the year before, but, but we had the pandemic. So year after year, and I understand he is grieving. He has, like, he has anxiety. But... I think we can both live in a place where you could be a good you could be a good artist, you could be a good singer, you could put out great music, you might not just be a good fucking performer. And obviously we saw it and the nerves got to you. That is okay, but people shouldn't be spending thousands of their hard-earned dollars. I sound like a fucking Republican. Our hard-earned dollars. <laughs> but like people shouldn't be t- like taking time off work, doing all of these things, being in the desert, having to buy um like uh, rent a hotel room right. to see someone who genuinely doesn't give a fuck about them. Sorry. Yeah. No, the respect should see, be mutual. I I'm yeah. I hear you though. Alicia. Like sorry, we have the the headliners of Bad Bunny, Blackpink, of uh, uh, Metro, all of these beautiful 
artist, and I'm not saying Frank Ocean is an artist. He's an incredible artist. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to give a fuck about the people coming to yeah. watch you and support you. But and it's love like, you. as much as I'm a Frank apologist, and obviously I couldn't be more biased because of how much his music has meant to me. Mm-hmm. I do validate every feeling that audience members had that were like, this is unfair. Yeah. Because we were promised something and we paid for that service and then we didn't receive that. And it feels disrespectful to people that have pined for you and yearned and fought to see you literally for years. Because what? This was his first performance in seven years. That Mm -hmm. is astounding. Yeah. Most artists can't say that they would still have that support after that. Yeah. So it's like you do do want to respect the time and the energy and the money of your fans who help you, you know, become this notable artist. Right. As much as much as I am a big fan of an artist having integrity and doing what feels natural to them, I am like, that sucks. Because I have so yeah. many friends that have personal stories of this weekend that are just not it. The grace should go both ways. Agreed. Um, okay, other than that, you had like, so I also have one more thing about Coachella, but like, please... People aren't going to Coachella anymore. They're going to the festivals that are happening outside of Coachella. People are going to Revolve Fest. People are going to like Don Julio moments. People are going to X, Y, and Z just to get the photo for the gram or for a brand deal, but not go to the festival. And I have to say, that's iconic. Like that's camp. Like to be like, that's no, I'm not going to go to the festival, but I will go get that photo and I will get that brand deal and get that check. But I'm not going to go sit in dust for 12 hours. Good on you. I mean, I I think a lot of people who see a lot of celebrities at Coachella, their main critique is like, oh, so you're just here for the picture. Like, you don't actually care about the music. At least the people going to, like, Revolve Fest are being honest about where their priorities are at. They're like, yeah, you're right. I don't care about the music. I literally am just here to get pictures in the desert. But not even about the music, because you can care about the music, but... It's like, I don't want, it's, it's like be going to Coachella. Have you guys been? Yeah. Yeah. At least you've been, right? Never been. Oh, we'll go next year together. We'll go in, we're going outside lands this year, but it is exhausting. Yeah. Being in the desert, it gets freezing at night. And then you're like, what the fuck am I doing all day? You're like walking around, you're trying to get food. You're may or may not be on drugs. And you're kind of just like wandering in the sun in palm fucking desert. So it's like, it's exhausting to not want to go. Oh, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Festivals are not for everyone. They no, are but- for a very like limited amount of people who have the body capacity to handle being in the desert, walking around for three days, surviving on little sleep, etc. Like, yeah. Um, Want to hear a funny story? Hmm. So when I first went to Coachella, which was my freshman year of college, fun. I went with my friends at the time. And I remember like, ugh, I had like blonde streaks in my hair. I know. And it was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to roll. I'm going to do all these things. <laughs> Sorority era. Sorority era. Yeah. And I went and I got so sick. Yeah, And if you know, I'm a hypochondriac. Like when I get sick, like I go to the hospital. I've been to the hospital being hungover just for a hangover. (laughs) Because I thought I've called I've called 911 on myself to take me into a fucking ambulance. Like that's just who I am. And I get that from my father. And that's for therapy. (gasps) And so I I called my parents and I lost my voice completely. And I got pneumonia too. Or at least so I thought. It was just bronchitis because I was vaping so much with the jewel. And I was like, I need to leave. I need to go home. And my parents were like, we can't get you home. And they're like, should we call you a car? Like a car. Like they thought I was dying. Wow. Like that. They're like, what do you need us to come to Palm, Palm Springs and pick you up? Are you okay? You me, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm just hungover. <laughs> and it's like vaping, like being out all day. But it's like Coachella 
is not something for the faint-hearted. Yes, especially... That is what I'll say. If you're going to do all the party things, which this episode drops on 420, so... Stay safe out there, kids. If it's you're... legal in California. It should be legalized everywhere. Yeah, true. I'm a big proponent on smoking weed. No one should be in prison for weed. No, As, no, no one and should that's be in prison on. For weed. Love you dearly, Kamala. But you've imprisoned a lot of black people for smoking <laughs> weed in California, specifically <laughs> the Bay Area. Mm, get them out, thank you. Um, but so and enjoy your 420. Be safe. Have fun. Um, Rest and relax, but learn something about the prison industrial complex in America. That's every day. So we're bringing back. Also, sorry, I had to pause for a second because Alicia looks so beautiful. I just had to pause for a second. Let's keep that in there. Um, (laughs) She looks fucking gorgeous. I miss her. Um, Our next segment, we're going to be having a little game. A game that is so near and dear to our hearts. And that is someone, um, a group of people, uh, a community of sorts. And that is the geriatrics, the elderly. That means uh, upwards of 35 years old. Um, Yeah. You know, we're we're philanthropists here at Dare We Say. Yes, we are, Alicia. Talking about Coachella and how exhausting it is. We thought, you know what, we should really serve the elderly and give them advice, you know, because yes. we're just so wise at our young yes. ages of <laughs> of 24 and 25. Um, you know, we just know so much about the world. We thought we would bring back one of our favorite segments, advice to our elders. Yeah, I'm, I am I. don't want to grow up so badly that I have to say that I'm also 24. No one's 25 yet. I'm not turning 25 for another couple months. But that's how scared I am of growing old. Postpone the quarter-life crisis. It'll happen. Don't worry. I don't need to. I don't need to. But we have a couple questions. Shall we read it out loud? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we have gathered some questions from Instagram, from the Crooked staff, um, all from people who are 30 or older, um, a.k.a. elders. Um, (laughs) To be clear, I'm 23, so I can also fill in some They will give advice, yes. Um, I also was going to say Fee is with us, um, the young, the wise, the all-knowing. The the all-knowing Zoomers. They're going to help us, um, you know, just educate these older generations. So Um, That's what we're here for. Okay, so first question that I want to ask, I'm going to start with a fun one. Is contour makeup here to stay? What are your guys' Absolutely. I was going to say, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I will say, though, um, there is this new trend with contouring that a lot of people are doing because I think professional makeup artists are doing it a lot. And so now YouTubers and TikTokers are picking up is underpainting. Mm-hmm. So it's like doing your contour like kind of before your foundation and then putting your foundation over that. Word. Um, which I do not do, but I don't think contouring is going anywhere because everybody loves us. Yeah, Alicia, that's the, contour is here to stay. But what we're not going to do is have the 2015 highlighter that um, that just snatches you so tight that it's too much, that it's blinding your lights and will cause um, a car accident with if you get the headlights on it. We're not doing that, but contour yeah. is here to stay. Yeah. In is contour that looks like skin. Yeah. Um, out is blocky, chalky contour, which was kind of a vibe totally. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, very intense makeup looks happened back in the day. But I like that tip that you were talking about, Alicia, because I feel like that means – I feel like there are issues with contour – 
potentially going too dark on a lot of fair skin people. I was just going to say, um, yep. So I like like adding the foundation on top because that will automatically even it out and make it look more appropriate. Yeah, for yes. your skin, I think, and it's still good. shaping your face. I was going to say, some of us still need to learn the lesson that contour is supposed to enhance your natural beauty or give you a snatched dramatic look. But let's not get into like blackface or so dark that you are 20 shades darker. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be a bronzer. Let's remember that. Guy. Yeah, your it's neck should to, look normal. Your neck should look normal. Um, If you think that you're looking good when you're going 50 shades darker, um, you're not. You're not. You're, you're just, you You. You. You don't look good. Um, next question. Yes, next question. Yes. Okay, what is the best thing about millennials? I can jump okay. in real quick. If yeah, you if want. you have something to say. Yeah. Um. So my brother is a millennial. He is 31 and he's like my best friend. Um. I think that my favorite thing about millennials and specifically the relationship between Gen Z and millennials is that we have a lot of cultural overlap, but we are tapped into things on the other sides of the spectrum that the other might not know about, but we still know how mm. to converse about it. So I feel like the the balance of cultural similarities and differences is really nice when you're talking about the world and you can both learn things from each other because they have, you know, stuff on the older side and we have stuff on the younger side. And so we're helping each other out there. Um, yeah. What are your guys' yeah. thoughts? I think that's a great answer because I think that there are certain things with millennials that we can still resonate with together, yeah. whether it's like certain Disney shows or certain like Cartoon Network shows or even just like certain cultural cultural events, there are things that we can go, oh, we remember those things. We were, I think, just different ages. Mm-hmm. I also say, as of late, I do think that Gen Z can get a bad rap sometimes, you know, oh, we're so immersed in social media or X, Y, Z. Um, but I do think that there is a group of millennials that really empower us and go like, you're the future and are very hopeful about us. Like there are a group of millennials that very beautifully say like, you guys speak in a way that we didn't Mm -hmm. or have access to information that we didn't and are using that properly. Like I've met many millennials in my life that I have wonderful relationships with and I look up to and I think give me wisdom, but also empower me and say, you know, you guys are different. You guys are better than us. Yeah. Um, And having conversations that we aren't having. And I think that that, validates the fact that, you know, progress is happening. As, mm-hmm. as much as the world can be daunting and scary, I think that that is a reminder of like, you know, we have to keep going and each generation hopefully is just going to improve upon the work that's being done social injustice-wise. Totally. Mm. Equity-wise and representation-wise. I think that always helps me when I hear someone um, that I care for and respect go like, y'all are doing good. Like, the kids are all right. The future. You yeah. guys are more vocal than we were. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't really ha- I, I I don't have much to say about millennials to be quite honest with That's you fair. because I think growing up uh, we don't need to get too much into this but like a lot of my relationships with the millennials in my life it's always like when I was your age I never got away with that yeah when I was your age I didn't get to do that and That's it was a real. lot of times of people who grew up with me who were older than me who used to always be spiteful of like me being younger and it's not like oh because I'm young but like you know we have more advancements than you know the millennials did and millennials had more advancements than the baby boomers did and so on and so forth and so I feel like there's this um resentment that millennials have towards Gen Zers yeah and in turn Gen Zers have 
a, a place of spite for millennials. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong about this because there's so many great things about millennials and there's so many great things about all different generations. But that is what I have noticed. Absolutely. I I feel you. I feel like everyone is jealous of what the kids now have these days. Yeah, but yeah. like stop yeah. focusing on that and like just live your own life. Genuine. Yeah. Anyways, well, we can go to the next question. Yeah. Next if it, caller. If it makes you feel any better, millennials are inherently cringe. Um, and I stand by that. Okay, <laughs> next. Sorry, <laughs> producer Caroline. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's you're true. not. You're not a millennial. Like our producer Caroline, like she is not a millennial. She's like an honorary. Ge- she's the generation that hasn't been born yet. A zillennial. That's that's the. Ge- she's the generation that has yet to be have, has yet to come out of the the pussy. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love being a millennial. Don't say that out loud. She's um, a cool millennial. She's not like other millennials. Ooh. Okay. I have a. Okay. This next question, I'm I'm very excited. Um, what are your thoughts on Gen Z in the workplace? You need us. You need us so badly because I feel like we have a good. I feel like we have a better work life. Work life balance literally doesn't exist in America with capitalism because you work five days a week and you only get two days off and ten days of paid vacation. That's it. Um, so. I just think we're, we bring the spaz. We're the personality hire of the company. I have two strong opinions. I think one of them would be Gen Z, obviously, is the future. I think that we bring a new type of life and creativity and innovation to a lot of spaces because we want to break the mold. We want to be in more progressive spaces. We are very vocal. And I think that there's so much beauty birthed into that. Um And I hope that, like, we're in spaces where people value that. The fact that we are trying to reinvent, like, what workspaces look like. And I love the fact that we advocate for the harmony of more work and family balance. Um, That's healthy. And I'm obviously all for dismantling uh, capitalism and having more ease in our life. But on the other hand, I do question some of my peers' work ethic. And I agree. I agree. Like if I'm just if I'm just going to be very honest, I think that that maybe is an unpopular thing to say. I do think that like we need to invite more ease and softness and like not feeling the need to be in a rat race. Like I do not think that we should have to equate ourselves by our jobs the way like capitalism asks us to. Mm-hmm. But I do question like if there's a job that you've pursued and you are a part of and that you say you enjoy, um what does like looking present and like having proper work ethic and being a good team player I, and doing your due diligence for that job looks like. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. it does. I I, I want to harp on that. I feel and like. Sometimes I, and, some, and sometimes I question people's lack of ability to have perceptiveness and understand that like good things do take hard work. Yeah. It doesn't mean we need to sacrifice our mental health. Absolutely not. But I do, I feel like I have approached certain Gen Z. I don't think it's most people, but there is a minority group that expects everything with ease. See, I expects everything with accessibility. And there's a sense of entitlement. I yeah. think that's a minority. I, think I genuinely do. But I I completely agree with you, Alicia. I feel like, and this is a hot take, I feel like both of us, what we're saying, people will disagree with us. And the people who are disagreeing with us are Gen Zers. Um, I think our generation is a little bit more relaxed. And another word for relaxed is lazy. Not a lot of people. But I think there's 
I don't think we're lazy, though. Not I think la- it's a spectrum. I think it's a Continue. spectrum of not lazy, but entitlement. And with entitlement comes laziness of people, things just getting handed to them. And obviously this is not majority of these people are the people who are like who have grown up with so much privilege Mm -hmm. and who have come up with you know everything handed to them in a silver spoon because they've had old money Mm -hmm. and with that they think that the generate like that their life is just going to be with ease but that's not the case at all what do you you know what i'm saying at all yeah yeah totally i feel like i feel like they're there it's it's a range there are the people who are entitled and expect things And then there are also the people, like, when I was in college, I feel like I was surrounded by people who were working so hard all the time. And I was always like, oh, my God, if I take a break, I'm wasting time. Like, I need to be productive. I need to be, you know, working on my career or whatever. I feel like it depends on the environment that you're in. It depends on the environment, 100%. I also think that Zoom school, for those of us who, like, went through that, um, totally had an impact on the way that people work, like and work from home and too. Yeah, I mean, Zoom school was all about shortcuts and cheating and just figuring out a way to get through the day while the world feels like it's crumbling, which leads to a lot of shortcuts and a lot of, I think, yeah, disillusionment, and that can lead to entitlement. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's definitely carried into the workforce. Like it's very, I mean, that transition for anyone at any age was really difficult. But especially going from like like Zoom school or just living on your computer to okay, now I have to reintegrate myself into a society with people of all sorts of ages and not just people my age and figuring out like how to manage those dynamics. Um, it j- I, I think we're all still learning I was what that s- looks like. We're so young. Like, it, yeah, it's hard to say what Gen Z in the workplace will yeah. end up looking like because no. right now it's still definitely yeah. in flux. I feel like it's also like we're still figuring out what the work life what a workplace looks like now after the pandemic because a lot of people are hybrid work from home don't work from home come to the office but also I've I've looked into it a lot of companies are possibly thinking about doing the four-day work week as Mm -hmm. well which I feel like is so much better for everyone which we should be doing um there was a study about it and you do have much more productivity with doing four days of work rather than five right um but Gen Z just has to find the balance between like Knowing our worth, knowing we have good ideas, knowing that we deserve rest. And staying persevering about it. But yeah, also like being persevering and working hard and, you know, going through the turmoils and the struggles of a workplace and not just being like, this is dumb, I'm leaving, I have better ideas, I'll go somewhere else, you know. Or or I'm not going to care and I don't want to work with other people and I don't want to be collaborative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all for reinventing the scope, the scope of what, us working together. as a society yeah. looks like. I think we need to. Yeah. I think how we work currently under the infrastructure that we live under is not sustainable. No, it's yeah. not. I think it's that not. it doesn't value people's personal life and mental health and family life. So I think that needs to happen. But I think it's beautiful. Like what you said, Fee, I think we're figuring that out right now. Yeah. What that looks like. And also what people's preferences are. And understand people that only want to work remotely and there are people that enjoy the energy of going into an office every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do think it's really beautiful that I think Gen Z is adamant of like living in our truth and yeah. figuring out like, 
oh, I don't want to work the way my parents did. And yeah, that's okay. boundaries. So I'm figure something new out. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. 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 Next question. So 41-year-old mom here. Do you think we look dumb in okay. current trends? Like, are we trying too hard? Oh, shit. Can I be honest? No. Yes, please. No. And maybe, but also subjective because I love to see someone try and have fun. Like, if you're not hurting someone and and also, I'm like, what trends do you mean now? Like, right. if you're telling me you're trying to force forcibly look like a 15-year-old, that is odd. Yeah. Um, But if you're like, you have eclectic style and you like to make a TikTok and you happen to be 41. I think that's great. Life is short. Have fun. Discover new things. Like if we're being honest, like TikTok didn't exist. And if you like a sound and you want to make a TikTok, that's cute. That's cool. Like yeah. I think we need to be easier on each other and on ourselves. Like yeah. it depends what trend we're talking about now, mama. Embrace so, you know, your not, cringe. Embrace not, yeah, your cringe. just do whatever you want to do as long as you're not offending anyone or yourself or harming anyone or yourself. Like live, laugh, and fucking love. Yeah. I'm like… Yeah. Let's not put your job in jeopardy. Let's not maybe do anything too explicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, yeah, but like live, you know, love, you know, what you got to do. To embarrass your children. But yeah, I'm like, it, it, the trends. If you want to put on the mischief boots, go ahead. You want to make… <gasps> not the… What are the mischief Instagram boots? reels, go Oh my ahead. gosh. The big chunky red Am I saying boots? it wrong? The no, you're totally saying it right. No, I don't know um, what those are. Okay. Oh my god. Inspired by Astro Boy, the comic. So… Oh, why are we… T- you guys, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of the mischief I'm so boots. Tight. Okay, last question. Really, really fun. Put your party hosting hats on. Um, if you are stalking for a party for a Gen Z crowd, what beverages should and should not be available for the party? Do not have a Smirnoff ices. Uh, Do no. not have Smirnoff ices. <laughs> ices are only acceptable if they are hidden and you're pranking. If you're someone. icing, and someone. yeah, yeah. If it's if it's like a prank, but yeah. no ices. Um, I think what you do have stocked, even though I don't, I don't drink any of these beverages. Um, you have Celsius, you have LaCroix, mm. you have, um, what are alcoholic beverages that I see? You could, you could have a, a variety of different White Claws, but not a bunch. Cause mm. I feel like White Claws were such a big thing in our college days, but I think it's kind of over now. I feel like we're getting into the more of the mixed drinks. So we're going to have nice tequila. Yeah. Mm. We're going to be getting different types of vodka. And the only vodka that is acceptable is Tito's. That is Go it. And um, we're going to be having also the, the yellow Casamigos. I don't know what it's called, but I know Blan- like Not it. Blanco. We're going to have Casamigos or if you're a Kardashian bitch, 818. Um, you're going to be having different types of drinks and mixers and always have a stock pile of ice. Always have ice with you no matter what you do. And we're going to have chips, a loaded amount of guac, salsa. You're going to have a charcuterie board, other known as um, a charcuterie board. Um, what else do you have? Absolutely. Oh, Photos. You're gonna have um, Polaroid. There's gonna be a Polaroid camera, film camera on stock. Um, You're gonna have and a VHS camera now. Yeah, a VHS camera, and you're gonna have a little photo op. And what a photo op is is a photo opportunity, (laughs) a little moment that you have in the house or if wherever you have this, where people can post about it. And a ring light. I feel like a ring light. People will just always want to have. I mean, if you're having a photo booth. That is convenient lighting. Yeah. But other than that, just like good vibes, yeah. good music. 
Um, completely resonate. I will say, Alicia, on your point about making sure to be stocked with LaCroix and stuff, um, I threw a party recently and I bought um, just normal Topo Chico sparkling water. And that went like okay. probably before the other beverages that I had. Yeah, no, people love sparkling water. I'm, I, I'm shook. Everywhere I go, the girlies are drinking Celsius and LaCroix. Yeah. And I don't drink either of those, but I'm like more and more shook. I'm like, since when did we start drinking sparkling water like that? Like I feel non-bougie because I don't enjoy sparkling water, but it's yeah. like literally every time we're at dinner, like two of my friends are always like sparkling water. Well, I Alicia, whenever you and I go out, I'm, I, I'll, they'll be like still or sparkling. You say still, I say sparkling. Like that's just what it is. I feel like when people want to not buy, like not spend the money on a fun beverage, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, still yeah, yeah, want yeah. a fun beverage, yep. they do sparkling water. Yeah. Um, I also will say, I think Gen Z loves a hard booch, loves a hard kombucha. Um, and well, if you yes, live in, if, yeah, you're right. Yeah. A hard kombucha, also like gin and tonic, always tonic water, always yeah. have lemon and lime cut up. True, um, just true. have a good fucking time with good music and like not really give that much of a shit. Yeah, the vibes, the vibes matter more than the beverages, I think. And that is it. I feel like that is Absolutely. all we have for our our elderly geriatric community, our Roth IRA community, our <laughs> our um 401k AARP. Yeah, Alicia, AARP community. Yeah. That was that was beautiful. Now you guys have tips on how to throw a Gen Z party on what we may be bringing or not bringing to the workspace. Um, Our connection to millennials was great. Okay, so Alicia, Josie, and I have a little announcement um, for you all. And that is that next week's episode of Dare We Say will be our last episode of uh, Dare We Say. Um, We'll get into it next week's episode. We'll talk about why we've come to this decision. Um, And then there's no bad news. There's no like, why can't we do this? We're not being able to do this. We thought about it long and hard as best friends. And we feel like this is what's best. And we'll give you the tea on what's coming up next for all three of us. So make sure to stick around and we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, wait, can I? Yeah. Can, may I? Yeah. It would be an honor. Yeah. Um, make sure Please. to like, comment, subscribe, listen wherever <laughs> you get your podcasts. Yes. Um, it's always to say that. It's always the most like normal, basic things that you guys say on the mic that I'm like, oh, it would be so fun to say that. Well, one I'm glad day. you said it. So, Yay. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'm so happy <laughs> you said it. Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Girard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor. And Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Mac DeGroot, Narm Melconian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. <laughs> 